this Wednesday, 10 a.m., not this morning. Goodness. Um, Pastor Steve will be sharing, again, the touch point. Love technology. Um, how many of you have been watching the live stream on, on Wednesday mornings? Sometimes it's Pastor Steve. Sometimes it's Dean. Okay. They're raising their hands and their hearts. Okay. Um, there's no school of ministry this Wednesday, um, but it will return next Wednesday at uh, 7 p.m. October 14th is next Wednesday. This Friday, night of praise and worship with uh, Tim and Kathy. Hallelujah. That will be here at the church um, at 6.30. Youth group will begin again on Wednesday, October 21st from 6 p.m. to 7.30. There will be no meal. Um, the youth group will start at 6th grade and up. So um, it'll be just for those ages. Uh, we would like parents to sign a waiver in advance of the students coming. So uh, Peter and Linnea, just in case, could you raise your hands real quick? Give your waiver to Peter and Linnea. Uh, Tim? Oh, on Friday. Okay, okay. We've got a pretty awesome soundboard there. Okay. So we might want to have someone talk to you and or Doug. Okay. Yes, if you're interested in the sound system and helping with the sound, talk to Tim or Doug to get ready to go for Friday night. Hallelujah. Uh, there will be a youth event on Halloween night at the Bushes. Um, and then for previous audio messages and giving info, you can go to tenstrikechurch.com. Also, please keep an eye on Facebook and wait for an email uh, for info on a service for Darlene Colson, uh, who graduated to heaven a week and a half ago on Wednesday. Okay, I got some uh, quick things to share with you. Um, how many of you feel that... This is Survey Sunday, by the way. How many of you feel that fall is your favorite season? Anybody? Some of you? Okay. People told me that. I didn't believe them at first that, that fall was, was the best, but uh, I'm starting to enjoy fall more and more. There are two things that are constant in life. Uh, what are those two things that are constant, not temporary, forever things? What's a forever thing? There's two things that I'm thinking of. One is, I, 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 sorry, I can't hear you good enough. The Word of God is eternal, and souls are eternal. Everything else you see uh, will eventually be gone. And one of the things that I had to learn the hard way with seasons changing the one constant in life is change. And as much as I wanted to get in a comfortable little rut and figure out, you know, what am I supposed to do this phase in life? Tell me what I'm supposed to do so I can figure it out. I can do it. I can stick with it. Every day will be the same. And then things would change. Okay, now there's something new. I'll learn this. I want to know what to do so I can stay the same and get in a comfortable little rut. But I believe that God doesn't want us to be comfortable all the time. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, right? 
And if I'm in a comfortable little rut, am I leaning on God in faith? No, I'm just comfortable with my own um, capabilities. So God wants us to use change as an opportunity for growth. Um, God doesn't want us necessarily to be comfortable all the time, but he does want us to have peace. And can we have peace in the midst of challenge? Do we want God to call us out to the next level like we've been singing about this morning? Yes. And he will meet us there with faith. Hallelujah. And his power. Um, Are you ready for the next step? People asked me in the course of my life, Andrew, are you ready to get married? Uh, I've done all that I know how to do. I've prepared. Um, But I have peace about it. And I went into marriage never having been married before. It was awesome. It's a good thing. And then people asked me, are you ready to build a house? A few years later. Uh, never done it before, but, you know, here's our plans, and, you know, we prayed about it, we had peace about it, we did it. Andrew, are you ready to have kids? How many of you are absolutely, completely, 100% prepared to have kids that already have them now? I wasn't ready. I mean, I was ready, I guess, but I didn't know what to expect, and it's been amazing. Um... And are you ready for a change in business? Man, that was a struggle. These were all struggles and challenges. But God met us in the change of seasons. And he gave us the faith and strength. He gave us the power that we needed to to make those changes. And it's been good. And it continues to be good. Every day is a new challenge. And I look forward to God helping me to grow. Are you glad that your history does not determine your destiny. I've been through some rough things in the past, and God made me who I am today, and and there's reasons for a lot of things that happen, but I'm stronger. I'm I'm in a better place because of God's faithfulness. Hallelujah. Um, God's always working on me, and he has things in store for me. As I put my life in his hands, God is able to work out my life for his glory. When I put my life in his hands, that means I put my time in his hands. I put my desires for what I want for the future in God's hands. And I put my finances, the fruit of my labor, in God's hands. And he blesses me in all of those things. So I would encourage you, as you look forward to the changing of the seasons in your life, let God lead you. Press in. Find out what God has for you that's next. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for what you have in store for us as we trust you. We look forward to uh, the new things that you have for us. We need you to meet us every step of the way. In Jesus' name. And bless the gift and the giver as well. Amen. Uh, Are you good for later, Joel? So this morning I got a note from Pastor Steve and he wanted to make sure that everyone is greeted on behalf of him and hallelujah. He's on a time of uh, study and prayer so this is yearly week that he does that so we just bless him in Jesus' name. And this morning Joan is going to 
Help me read some scriptures. You can see back there, okay? Okay. So I want to look at a few things that uh, I had talked about last summer. And this, this week I was going to talk about Lot's life and Lot's lot in life. But on Thursday morning, I think it was, sometimes I checked in with uh, a news program at five in the morning, whatever, and I heard that the president had come down with a virus. And it just kind of struck me in my heart that if, if someone in that kind of a very, all the endeavor that went into keep him uh, immune and safe from these things, I know he's been traveling or whatever, but yet <clears throat> we cannot put our, all our hope in man's effort. And that's what hit me, and I just wanted to share some foundational things that maybe will help us to not get distracted from the goodness and the power and the glory of God. So, Father, we thank you for your word today. We ask, Lord God, that it would impact our hearts and reveal your heart in a brand new and living way. In Jesus' name, everyone said. So I, I want to just look at the topic of to know and believe the love that God has for us. This is the great foundation of our life. It's the foundation that faith rests on. We have to believe that God is good and he rewards those who seek him. We have to believe that God is good. We have to believe that God is good. That sounds like a simple statement, but yet with all the things that happen in our lives and in the world, and how many times have we heard people say, where were you, God? Or why? That's a, that's a big question that people have, why? Well, sometimes we just don't know why, but we do know that God's almighty presence, his sustaining glory is with us. And so I'm going to mention a few things and then I just want to have a time of corporate prayer for people in our congregation that are not well and also for the president and his family and those in leadership that may be battling some physical things. Amen. So today, our relationship with the love of God. Our relationship with the love of God. God is working by his spirit to bring us into an unshakable confidence that he personally, intimately loves us. That he personally, intimately loves me. God desires for us to be unmovable, immovable, unshakable, in this confidence. First John 4.16. I'll read the first one. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, 
and God abides in him. We have come to know and have believed. So those are the two things we want to focus on as, a, as one of the ways that God reveals and establishes us in his love. And so we have come to know. This is a process that's taken place in our life. A progression. In the Greek, know and believe are both in the perfect tense. Both verbs emphasizing not only a past completed act, but abiding results in present time. And so there's been moments where God has infused love to us and that revelation of his love to us and that's implanted and then it, it keeps going on into our present moment. And then as we go on, he infuses a deeper revelation and that remains with us and we, we climb higher and higher on this revelation of who God really is. Hallelujah. So let's look at a couple of things about knowing this love. First of all, we know because the Bible tells us that we are loved. The Bible declares so clearly that we are loved. And these are well-known scriptures, but uh, John, excuse me, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It was the very depth of the love of God as he looked out over a fallen world he sent his son to redeem those that would call upon the name of Jesus. What vision the father had about the possibilities of fellowship with people that come to God through him, being bound to him eternally, being one with him through Jesus and becoming a member of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. The entrance into this family experience of personally being loved by God starts with the coming to the, to the Father His way. We put our faith, trust, reliance on the person of Jesus. He is the only way. Being good can never get you there showing a, allegiance to any spiritual system. No. The only way is the person of Jesus. It is a narrow way, but it is a perfect way. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the knowing of the love of God is not a mental knowing, but it's, it's the Spirit of God moving in our heart to bring the deep conviction that God loves me. It's by the Spirit of God that we have this deep knowledge. I remember back in the 70s and 80s, there were scholars who had done a great deal of historic, historical studies to prove that Jesus was raised from the dead. And you know they went through a lot of the eyewitnesses that saw him and 
they went through, you know, just the cultural things. But, you know, if the Holy Spirit takes that study and puts life in it, then we can believe. But without the Holy Spirit, we cannot come to this wonderful, absolute knowledge that Jesus is alive. The same way with the love of God. We can't know his love without the Holy Spirit who's constantly working within us to bring us to that deep revelation of his love. Let's read 1 John 4, 10. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Amen. Personally, he loved me. This is what love is. God loved me. He is the originator of love. And so when that great heart begins to be revealed to me, I need to open up my spirit and receive it. And it's not anything that originates from me and as, as, my, as being a good person. It always comes from the heart of God. He originates love in us. John 16, 27. For the, Father, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from the Father. So let's just say that first phrase. The Father himself loves me. Together, the Father himself loves me. Wow. When we can become fully assured of that, no matter what we pass through, no matter what we go through in life, no matter what kind of attacks life and the world and the enemy bring to us, we're always in the position to be settled and grounded in the love of God. Hallelujah. Then back again in first or, or excuse me, in John four sixteen, the Gospel of John. And we know, understand, recognize, are conscious of by observation and by experience, and believe, adhere to, and put faith in and rely on the love of God, the love God cherishes for us. God is love, and he who dwells and continues to in love dwells and continues in God, and God dwells and continues in him. And so first, the Holy Spirit brings it absolute, unswerving knowledge. God is love. And while that is being revealed to me and being pressed in upon my spirit, the next thing is I need to agree. God gives me the faith to receive this love. I surrender to this love. You ever been dealing with something and you feel like God's telling you to do something and you battle with it and battle with it and battle with it and finally you say, okay, I surrender. And immediately the great weight of God's peace floods you. 
You open up your heart and let him be Lord. Well, it's the same way with the love of God. We have to surrender to the love of God. We surrender to the witness of the Spirit. Allow him to draw me into a great life experience. When we do that, it, won't, it doesn't matter what happens in life as far as my connection to this love. Nothing will be able to remove it from me. The Holy Spirit will show us how to surrender to that love. It's not by confession. It's not you know, by repeating something. It's, it's surrendering to the presence of the living person of the Holy Spirit. He comes in and he captivates our heart. In Romans 8, 35. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Okay, go ahead. That's all you had written. <laughs> Pardon? That's all you had written. That's, well, that's all that's there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Is that your fault or mine? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else's. <laughs> Just as, as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. I love verse 37. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. In all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer. I remain basking in the love that God has for me. We need so much to focus on his love for me. And again, you know, over the past, I mentioned this last summer, but there were a lot of people that were, had been with the Lord for a long time, but they were doubting his love because of circumstances that took place in their life. And they, they just felt separated from him, and that's the attack of the enemy, the attack of the world. And so I just wanted to go through this again because we need to be so confident that that love that God has for me will never be shaken. Amen. And the Apostle Paul, who had gone through this process in life and walked through it, in verse 38, for I am convinced. And so he's talking about his own life. I am convinced God will prove this in your life. You keep taking a step. You keep taking that step with him. And you receive that love. And then you, in turn, Set your love upon him and worship him and declare his goodness. The apostle said, I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I am convinced 
Hallelujah. Are you convinced today? Are you absolutely convinced when something tragic happens? Do you feel like, well, why did God allow this to happen? And like he doesn't love you? That's the wrong perspective. I am convinced that nothing in this world will ever separate me from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing. This is who our Father is. We live in, a, in hostile territory. We, there's enemies, spiritual enemies that are around and they, they, the devil looks for opportunity to shoot his arrows and bring about destruction. The enemy comes about to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, but I've come that you might have life and life to the full. We need to just hold on to that simple truth. Jesus always desires the highest and the best for me. The Father loves me. Believe. Surrender to this love. Allow this love to captivate your heart. We embrace this love. Trust this love. Welcome this love. Put our life on the line to this love. When we know that he loves me, I can obey whatever the commission is. He will give me the equipment. He will give me the anointing. He will provide the door that is to be opened. I simply trust him. I set my heart to agree with that love and in response, love comes from me back to him in worship and praise and thanksgiving. We embrace this love. That's our part. It's bearing in upon us. This love is bearing in upon our heart. Are we going to hold back? Are we going to, you know, not really give ourselves to that pull, we embrace it. We allow, we allow it to, to captivate us. And God's intention is that we would always be under the awareness of this love until the day that we see him face to face. Somebody said, we can live here. You know, we've all gone through some very deep times in life. And I have found that even in the darkest times of life, the glory of his presence is still there. My mind might be on tilt, (laughs) you know. I may not understand. But if I look down into my spirit, the love of God has a grip upon me. And it's not by any power that we have in ourselves. It's his power. It's his heart. He has taken hold of us. And he will never let us go. Let's go to Matthew 3.17. Do you have that one, Joan? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, and I had the other ones too. I oh, okay. <laughs> just didn't see it. <laughs> and behold, a voice out of heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Okay, so when he was baptized, you know, the heavens opened up, God spoke, This is my beloved Son, my dearly loved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The strength of the ministry of Jesus as he was on the earth. You know, he was God and perfect and all that. But the strength that he walked in is that he was in unbreakable union with the Father. And the Father's love was always upon him. Amen. Some people just thought it thundered or there was just a loud noise, but this is what was heard in the Spirit. God declaring, this is my beloved Son in whom I will please. And then in Luke 9, the transfiguration. Then a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. Amen. This is my son, my chosen one. God is proclaiming from heavens. I, I remember back in the 70s, early 80s, a lot of people I was dealing with and you know, doing some ministry with or whatever, but there are a number of them, number of people that were saying, oh, I wish it was like the Old Testament. They just heard the voice of God. Anyone ever remember that, those statements? <laughs> no. But we, you know, if we could hear something you know, with our ears, if we could hear something, then I would be satisfied. And Peter was there on the, on the mountain. Let, let's read 2 Peter 1.17. And, and what's his perspective on this? 17 and 18. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, such an utterance as this was made to him by the majest, maj, majestic glory. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And we ourselves heard this utterance made from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Amen. Hallelujah. And so he heard that declaration in the Mount of Transfiguration. He heard that. He heard the voice of the Father declaring Jesus as his son. Then read verse 19. That one I don't have. <laughs> So we have the prophetic word made more sure to which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the light dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Peter is saying here, we heard this great pro proclamation of the sonship of Jesus from heaven. God's shouting it out. But he says, we have a more sure word. We have a, a deeper word, a, a, a stronger word. Like a lamp shining in a dark place, deep in the recesses of our spirit, this light of God's love is shouting out to us, I love you. You're my child. 
You're always with me. We don't need the external. If we learn to walk in the Spirit, this testimony is there continually. Amen. Paul said that we have this treasure in jars of clay. This treasure of the glory of God that's within this physical body. He calls it the exceeding greatness of the power is from God. A couple more verses here. In John 3, 35. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Jesus knew this love of the Father and it allowed him to move ahead in life with great authority. When we know that we're going through what God has called us to do and we are loved, not just duty, not just prepared steps to walk in, but the abiding presence of his love, it adds authority to our words. It adds a grace, but also a strength. The Father loves me. He's given me this commission. He's with me. As I step out, he will demonstrate his love through me. Amen. Matthew 12, 18. Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in and with whom my soul is well pleased and has found its delight. I will put my spirit upon him and he shall proclaim and show forth justice to the nations. Amen. Jesus went forth with the knowledge of this great love of the Father upon him and he worked to set people free. Wow. You know, this love of God that shines upon us, it's not just for us. It, it moves us, it motivates us to work in the harvest field because we're radiating, we're reflecting his heart. Amen. And then in Matthew 12, and verse 20. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering, dimly burning wick he will not quench till he brings justice and a just cause to victory. There's a grace upon our lives when we know that we're walking in this glory of the Father's love. We're equipped to show tender mercies through the life that shines upon us. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoldering, dimly burning wick he will not quench. And so today, if you had just those things of life that have hit you and they seem to be overwhelming or they seem to have separated you in spirit or you just feel kind of blank, he's here today. He's here today to demonstrate his great love, to allow that love that he has you to rise up and to be a, and to be a strength 
for your life. Let's bow our heads if that's something that you're dealing with today. Let's just take a moment. We acknowledge your great love, Father. We know that you love me. I know that you love me, Father. I know it by the Spirit, even as we've been talking about these words, the warmth and the, and the, and the glory of that love registers with our spirit. And now we take that step of faith and surrender to that great love. We surrender to it. We take a step away from the questions and the hurt, the pain, maybe abuse. We take, take a step away from that and into his arms that are there to embrace it. We, he embraces us, we embrace him. His love is perfect. He is faithful, he is just, he is true. He is always with us to restore us. If you've never received this love, let's just take a moment and open your heart to him and say, Lord Jesus, I receive your love. I receive your love. I believe that you died for me, that you were raised again. I commit my life to you. You are now my Lord. Fill me with your spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amazing sometimes when I've prayed with people, I, I pray with them, I don't feel anything. It seems like just a prayer. But all of a sudden their whole countenance changes as God comes in and fills their heart. Hallelujah. So now in the, in, with this testimony of God's love and the intimacy we have with him, let's join our voices together and pray for, first of all, some in this congregation that are going through some physical challenges. Let's lift up Joyce Pomp. Thank you, Lord. All together, let's just lift up our voices. Oh, Father, we present Joyce to you. We thank you that your great love is upon her. We thank you, Lord God, that you have determined and you have made a way for her to be pain-free, to be strengthened by your great power, Lord. We ask that your love would just become more and more evident within her spirit, within her soul, and that your healing strength would be in her body, Lord God. Thank you for resurrection life. Thank you for resurrection life, Lord God. Thank you for resurrection life. Be blessed, Joyce, today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Let's just give him a thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's power in, in prayer. Let's pray for Susie today. Susie Jones. She just texted me and was saying she's having a real hard time walking. And it hasn't been a couple of days where she wasn't able to walk. Let's lift up Susie today. Let's con confess the Father's love for her. Father, I thank you that you love Susie. I thank you, Lord God, that her heart is after you. I thank you, Lord God, that you've captivated her life. I thank you, Lord God, that Jesus paid the price for her. 
And Father, now I ask that you would reach down by your power and fill her spirit and soul and body with your strength. In Jesus' name, be energized by God's energy. Be energized by the spirit of God. Thank you in every evil attack that would come against her. I cast it down. I thank you, Father, now in Jesus' name that you're breaking off all the heaviness or maybe depression. And thank you, Lord, for freedom now. Let's lift up President Trump today as he is battling. You know, we don't really know totally what's going on, but he and his wife and some of the other people and leadership, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, let's just, in Jesus' name, Father, thank you for your great love for the leaders of our country. Thank you, Lord, that they are in your eyes always. I thank you, Lord God, now. And in Jesus' name, I ask that you would invade that condition of these bodies, Lord, and drive out the illness by your power. In Jesus' name, all is well. In Jesus' name, there's victory. In Jesus' name, you lead us in triumphant procession in Christ. And I ask, Lord God, that this power and this goodness and this love would be felt and be known deep within the spirit that they'd rise to a higher place with you if they don't know you that they end this surrender Lord they would come into new life thank you Father thank you Father amen if you need prayer today I invite you to come up and we will pray we may lay hands I don't know <laughs> Laying hands that we'll pray. And God does miracles. God does miracles. If we will agree. So Father, I thank you now for just allowing us to be in your presence all day and receive your voice into our heart. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Everyone said. Lord bless you. Spend some time fellowshipping loving each other.